If you have your Bibles, I'd like you to turn to uh, Proverbs, third chapter. This is uh, Old Testament, if you're new to the Bible. This is what we commonly call wisdom literature. I love the Proverbs. There's so much amazing uh, prompt, just counsel and wisdom and advice and principles that are, we find in it. And the first couple of verses that we're going to read actually are kind of life verses for me. I have um, several life verses, and these first two, verses 5 and 6, are definitely what I would call life verses for my life. You're going to recognize this. Some of you, you grew up in the church. You might have memorized this when you were a kid in Sunday school or something. But then we're going to read a few more verses that you may not know are actually a part of the whole of what, this, what, was, what King Solomon, who wrote this, is actually saying. So, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your hearts, and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes, for fear the Lord, shun evil, and this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all of your crops, and then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Of course, he uses that kind of language. This was written a long time ago. He's speaking to an agrarian society, but he's just talking about how God will bless you based on those verses, that if you just trust him with all of your heart, if you don't lean on your own understanding, that God's going to do some amazing things in your life. So the question I want to begin with and just kind of out the whole thing is how do I expand my ability to trust God with probably the, the area in our life that we struggle with the most trusting God with? Now, let me just immediately throw a disclaimer out, okay? Because I was thinking about this. This week, I know, in fact, he might even be here. This week, I went surfing with a guy, and he's just an amazing guy. Um, as we were talking, he was asking me about the church and um, not a Christ follower, but super nice guy. And then he said, I'd like to go to your church, which is really uncommon. I don't always often hear that from people who are not Christ followers. And so I said, sure. And I was thinking, what if he shows up this morning? Now, I say that because he might be here. And, and, and maybe you brought a friend this morning, and, I, and, I, and you're like, oh, man, this is great. They're going to love our church. And then the first thing that I'm talking about is what? Money, right? And you're like, no. I can't believe I brought him this morning of all mornings. Okay, so here's what you need to know. If, if you're that person, we don't talk about this very often. About three to four times a year, we talk about this. And the reason we talk about it is, first of all, Jesus talked about this a lot. If you read through the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you find Jesus is, is talking to people a lot about just being generous. Uh, and, and the Bible addresses this a lot. So that's why we do it. So we feel it's our obligation to help you uh, and it certainly has helped me in, in my life. So how, how do we do that? How do we expand our ability to trust God with our finances? Well, the, the first thing is we have to recognize that building trust requires changes in our thoughts and our actions. How many of you know that what you think ultimately translates into what you do? All right, so, so when I became a Christ follower, I was pretty, I was 19 years old when I became a Christ follower and I really, really took it serious and I jumped in with both feet. I took that leap and I, I trusted God. And immediately, Radical changes began to happen in, in my life. And basically what it meant is I, I, I had to reorganize my whole life. Because, you know, up to that point, my whole life was about me. I just kind of lived in my own orbit, right? And, and that's what we kind of do. You know, we live life on our own terms. If we're not seriously living for Christ, we just do what we do and what we think is best. But suddenly, all of my life, all of my priorities, all of my values, everything, the whole future has been organized around God. And, and, and around his ways. When, he, when it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and the second part, lean not on your own understanding. So we all navigate life by our logic and our wisdom, and I think this is the way how to do it. But it, it, it's different 
when you really come into a relationship with Jesus and you say, okay, God, I'm not calling the shots anymore. You get to do that. That's, that's a leap of faith, isn't it? That's, that's real trust. You're going, okay, so God, I'm going to invite you into all areas of my life. I'm going to invite you into my relationships. I'm going to invite you into my career. Uh, I'm going to invite you into my family, how I do family life. I'm going to invite you into my vacations, how I do fun, how I do pleasure. I'm going to invite you into every category of, of my life. And that's, that's huge. Trust, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And, then, and I'm not going to do it the way I used to do it. I'm going to do it based on your word and your ways. You do it. And it, and it just begins to, to change everything in our life. And so the question is, what are some of the thoughts that lead me to, just, just out this, not trust God? with being generous or, or finances. That's not part of, of our life. Years ago, I had just moved to San Diego, and I was walking down the street towards my house, and uh, I'd never, ever lived in an area where there were homeless people. And then I moved here. And, uh, wow, I saw homeless people, and my, I was immediately just touched my heart. And so uh, this one, one homeless man said, Hey, come here. And so I said, oh, hey, what's up? You know, walked over. And he said, uh, I was wondering if you could help me. And I said, well, what's going on? And so this guy told me this really elaborate story about what had happened to him and, and how he needed to get back to Pennsylvania and how he just needed a little bit of money to get on a bus to get over to Pennsylvania. And it just, it just everything inside of me just touched the heartstrings, you know? And I'm like, wow, really? Okay. So I pulled my wallet out and I took a $20 bill out and I handed it to him. And before I gave it to him, I said, can I pray, pray for you? He goes, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I believe in God. I'm okay, cool. So, you know, I prayed for him. And then I walked back to my house, which is only by that point about a block away. And I, I'm like, wow, that just was exhilarating. I mean, I, I got to help somebody and really make a difference in somebody's life. Well, that evening, I was walking down through kind of the alleys out where I live. And I'm walking down to the store. And I see that guy. And he is just fall down drunk. And when I saw that, something happened inside of me. I got cynical. And there was this part of me, it just kind of jumped into my spirit, if I can sort of put it that way. And I was like, I see how it is. You know, I mean, I, t- I take my hard-earned money, and I'm trying to help this dude, and he does that? And it began to sort of cloud the way that I saw things. It, it, it just, uh, not, not just homeless people, but it began to sort of cloud every, the way that I saw giving and, and, and helping. I'm like, by nature, I'll just tell you, I'm super cynical by nature. Really. I'm just, if you tell me a story, I might not believe you. Just depends what it is. I'm super cynical. And, and, I, and, and so this, this only added fuel to the fire. I'm like, so how do I know, you know, when I give money, how do I know where my dollars are going? Like, we got an election this Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to vote for anybody, just so you know. That's how cynical I am. I'm like, they're, they're all a bunch of bums. I don't want to vote for anybody. You know, but I will. I will make the moral tragic choice and vote for somebody anyway. But I'm just saying, so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, so who can I give to? And, and, and I've always given to the church, and so, you know, I know this church, and I felt confident about that. But, but what about everything else? And so here's what I began to do. I began to follow my dollars. Have you ever thought, what would it be like, so I give a dollar to whatever, you know, some, whatever you believe in, okay? And you go, I, I think that's a good organization, and I think they're doing good things. So here's my dollar, or here's how much money I give to them. Have you ever thought about, what would it like to, to follow that dollar so that you actually see that dollar travel to and to be used for what you gave it for, the original intention of it? And so I actually, through the years, 
um, have had a chance to do that. I think God needed to do that to fix my heart. I really, I think, I think he did. And so, for instance, Give Clean Water was one of the first movements I became a part of, and I, I actually know the founder of this organization. His name is Daryl Larson, and he actually leads all things missions for, for New Break, all of our six campuses. And, and Daryl began to tell me about these water filters, and pretty soon I found myself in, in Nicaragua actually giving water filters to people and seeing how it really actually impacted their life. And then I made a trip to Fiji with a bunch of people from this church, and we did that, and we walked from village to village and house to house. And I began to see that the dollars that I had given, and my wife and I have actually given above and beyond to this organization because we believe in it so much, actually were translating into these families, and their kids were no longer getting sick. And they were. I mean, I, I, had, I talked to parents that had tears in their eyes because they were going, this is going to change everything for us. Our kids are sick all the time. So I was able to follow that and say, okay, my, my generosity actually does make a difference in, in their lives. And then last year, and some of you from this campus went there as well, we did a house build. And uh, there was like, we built 12 houses. There was a, a one-day house build, and there was a three-day house build, and I was a part of the three-day house build. And if you were a part of that, like, it was amazing. Like, we worked, so, I haven't worked that hard in years. But we did something that was incredible. We built 12 houses between the two days, the three-day and the one-day. And, 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 and we impacted those families over there and forever changed the lives of those families that, that now own those houses. When we handed the keys to them, like, that was an amazing moment. How about uh, people fed? A lot of I keep talking about the Hope Center over in East County. We are, we are feeding countless hundreds and now thousands and thousands of people every single day over in East County. I didn't even mention the refugees. Um, we, we, feed, we are really helping a lot of Syrian refugees, and I've been part of that. I was able to follow my dollar over to see what was going on with that. And if you have never, ever felt like just deeply touched in your heart, you need to go to one of our Syrian refugee outings. In fact, we have one coming up. And sit down with the folks that have left their the country, many of them bombed out. And through translators, you can talk to them. They can talk about how they lost their parents and saw their parents murdered. And those horrible war stories you can imagine. And they were there, and we're feeding them, and we're helping them, and we're helping them to get jobs. Those are so, and I was able to follow my, my dollars to that. Um, missionaries, 75 missionaries. Here's another thing I got to follow. So I went over to Papua New Guinea about, I guess, a little over a year ago now with some people from this church. And I, a guy named Adam Boyd, who's doing Bible translation. I'd never been with a Bible translator, and I'd given money to him before, but I was always like, I wonder how that works. And not only did I go, get to go over there and see him, I actually got to sit down with the team, the entire translation team, which is translating the most interesting language you can ever imagine called the Inga language. There's about 300,000 people that speak it over in Papua New Guinea. And um, also the most primitive tribes I've ever met in my life. If you've ever, you ever visualized yourself in a place and you go, I want to go someplace that's really primitive. Yeah, this exceeded my expectations and I was freaked out, okay? People walking around with machetes. There was like two murders while I was there. So I'm like, okay, I'm there. This is far enough. I don't know. I don't, but, but I got to be there. And I got to see. I got to see how that money was actually being used. And I got to meet this family that is sacrificing so much Adam and his beautiful wife, Martha, and their, 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 their three children. The whole house is solar-powered because there's no electricity. I mean, we're talking primitive. And I actually got to follow that and be a part of that. But here's the greatest part. I got to be a part of the ceremony over there when I, the Inga people, for the first time, got to hear the Bible being read in their own language. And I've never seen anything like it in my life. To this day, I've never seen electricity go through a crowd when for the first time they got to hear 
the Bible read in their own language. Like, it was amazing. And I thought, my dollars are going for that. I can get behind that. So having said that, what, what are some of the things that make you cynical? What are, what are some of the things that you think, well, you know, I, I don't know. When I, when I give, I don't know if it's really going where it's supposed to go. I, 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 I don't know if I can trust anyone. I don't know if I can trust a church. I don't know if I can trust all of this. What, what are the things that are maybe hold, holding you back? Well, this is what the Proverbs said that we looked at. First of all, it talked about that when we just submit to God's ways, what does God want us to be? God wants us to be generous. And here, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, okay, about the homeless thing. I still have a hard time with the homeless, okay, because I live around them, and my wife loves the homeless, and she's got a huge heart for it. And it's not that I don't love them, but I just kind of, there's that, that trust thing, you know, I'm trying to. But here, I, sometimes I pull money out, and I just give it to homeless today just for the very principle of saying, Jesus, I'm going to do what you did. Because how many of you know that Jesus often healed people and did things for people, and they did not come back and say thank you? One story of 10 lepers. And he heals all the 10, 10 lepers. Only one of them comes back. And he didn't, he didn't just say, you know what? I am never healing lepers again. They're, not, they're, they're ungrateful. And so I'm just not doing this anymore. He goes, you know what? We're just going to keep on healing. We're just going to keep on giving. God wants good for me, not evil. And so when you and I get generous, God says, I can't help myself. I have to bless us because that's who I am. I'm a giver. When people get generous, I'm going to get behind that. And then that God can bless me beyond my imagination. I think that's the hardest part for us to imagine right there. From our logic, we, we, we say, okay, I can't afford to get this much. And I, 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 you know, here's how we budgeted the whole thing out. And we stop right there. But have you ever exceeded that? Have you ever even taken it beyond that and go, God, I'm going to test you. I'm going to see if, how much you actually will, will bless me. My wife and I have been through some difficult times, especially in our early years financially. But God was always faithful, and we always gave. And on two different occasions, this is going to sound almost funny to you, on two different occasions we were audited by the IRS when we were just poor. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And, and both times that we were audited because the IRS said, you can't give that much money and be that poor. And we said, well, evidently you can because here's, you know, here's the proof right here. But our lives have been so blessed. When I talk about blessing, even in the lean times, healthy family, beautiful family, wonderful friends, supporters everywhere, that is the blessing of God in our life when we just have a generous way about us, a generous life. And then we need to identify the areas where we... Here's, here's something that will help you, okay? What has God done in your life so far? You can say, okay, that I can say for a certainty is an area where I built trust because I saw God do it. A lot of you, right now, you can say, well, I prayed to go to that college, and God opened that door, and I wasn't sure if I could get there. Some of you, you can say, I was going to have a career in a certain area, and I wasn't sure if I could ever get there, and God got me there. And so you've got a trust factor. I'll tell you, one of the greatest areas that I got tested in, in the area of trust was getting married. And um, it's, it, I wanted to get married, but it really scared me. And so... Uh, you know, I, I met this beautiful woman, Karen, and, and I loved her immediately, just, just head over heels for her. And uh, at some point, I thought, well, I'd, I'd certainly like to, I'd like to marry her. I mean, she's my dream girl. I, I want to marry her. But I was really, really afraid. And so I, I did maybe what some of you have done. I don't know. To me, this marriage thing is serious. So I've got to get this right. I, I just want to do it the first time. I don't want to do it the second time. 
So I started praying, God, you got to show me, you see the one. Didn't hear anything. And I, I was just hoping at some point I'd hear, Steve, Karen's the one. And I'd go, okay, you know, but none of that. The clouds would part, some kind of sign would happen, none of that happened. So finally, one day, I, I just did it. Now, this is, bear in mind, if you talk to my wife, here's the story you're going to hear from her. You broke up with me five times. I guess she was counting. I don't know. Whatever. I don't remember those five times, but that's what she says. So one day, I pull out this old school calendar, and I wrote on September 20th, I wrote right on there, marrying Karen. And then, this is before I asked her. I guess I was being kind of presumptuous. But anyway, I asked her, and she graciously said yes. And I'm here to tell you that, that 38 years later, things have worked out swimmingly well. Man, just awesome relationship with my wife. I'm so glad that I did that. But I, that was really a, that was a, that was a trust thing. It's like, okay, boom. And, and a lot of you know that. If you've been married, I, maybe you did hear from God directly. Cool. Most of us don't. And so it's just you, you take that leap of faith. So what would that be for you where it's something you could connect to and say, God came through for me there. And so the question is, why wouldn't he come through for you in other areas of your life? Maybe in the area of actually being generous. And, and, you know, just be being stretched a little bit there. We say it this way. I, I can't trust God for my future destiny, but refuse to trust him with maybe that most important area of my life. Because, you know, we all, we all kind of live there, don't we? You go, whoa, whoa, God, I, you know, I love you and everything, but whoa, right, right there. That, that's, that's kind of a struggle right there. Can I really trust you to be generous and, and, and to give? He says, in all of your ways, submit to him. It doesn't say, in all of your ways, except for the financial part. You don't have to worry about that. Got that covered. No, it says, in all of your ways. And that means the most difficult parts of our life and the, and the parts that we like, probably struggle with the most. How many of you know that when Jesus was, uh, was out about and teaching, a lot of his teaching was about that, and especially to wealthy people. And I hate to say it, but it was the wealthy religious people a lot, the Pharisees. And it said they sneered at him when he started talking about money because they didn't have generous hearts. And, and Jesus was all about that, just, just, just being a giving person. We have to determine to align our spending with what we really value. You know, that's, that, this is one of the easiest things you can do. Real easy. If you want to know what you value, just look at your bank account. Go back a month. Go back three months. And just, just look at it categorically, write down, you know, on a spreadsheet or whatever, and say, okay, what, what, do, what do I actually spend my money on? Now, here's, here's the thing you need to know. Is God against you having a beautiful home? What's the answer to that? No, no. Is, is God against you having a nice car, maybe two nice cars? No, no. Is, is, is he against you having a nice boat? No, but you better share it with me if you have one, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm looking for boat friends right now, okay? Um, is God against you going out and traveling and having nice vacations? Absolutely not. not. He's not against all those things. God wants to bless us, but if we are blessed... He wants us to forward that blessing. He wants to be a blessing. That's all he's saying. He said in, in, the, in the proverb, you know, just, just be a person who is, who is generous. And so I have to make that determination. Jesus said it this way, and he just nailed it. He said, for where your treasure is, that's where you're going to find your heart. And all you have to do, and all I have to do is go back and look what I'm giving to or what I'm not giving to, and I'll just know where my heart is. And I, and I know this. Nobody is ever going to come to the end of their life and say, man, I wish that I had consumed more and given less. Boy, that would feel good. No. Every single one of us is going to say, towards the end of our life, if we get a chance to live it that long, 
man, I wish I could have helped more people. I, I wish I'd have been more generous. And that's just, that, that'll be the story right there. So we have to stretch ourselves. We have to, we have to practice giving as to grow in, in, in generosity. Every once in a while, um, I go to a yoga class. Anybody here ever do yoga? I hate yoga. <laughs> I, I really do. Now, and the thing is, I, I, I belong to the Y, and I work out on a pretty regular basis. Um, but every once in a while, I just, I feel kind of tight and everything. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I know that I need to go to a yoga class because I, I want to stretch myself and I want to get limber. And so the last time I did it, it was so embarrassing for me because I, I went in and there was about maybe 25 people in this yoga class. And I think the majority of them were women. So I'm there and, and you know, I'm, I'm doing it. But, and you got to know this about me. Like whatever I do, I tend to just kind of go a little overboard. So um, I'm doing the stretches and I'm really stretching hard and I get called out by the instructor. And she goes, she goes, hey, you, you. And she points to me, right? She goes, this is not a competition. I'm like, really? Okay. That was embarrassing. But, but the entire, the whole idea was this, that I, I wanted to stretch myself and get as limber as I could. And, and, and that's what my wife, we've been on this journey, you know, all of our married life to get more generous and to stretch ourselves and, and to give beyond what we've given in the past and just to see if God will show up. And he always does. It, it, the Bible says, and again, going back to the Proverbs, verses 9 and 10, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your, all your crops. And then I love what he says, your barns will be overflowing and your vats will be brim over with, with new wine. Um, one of the people that has a great organization uh, is called the New Break Business Association. And some of you have actually been to it before. Uh, and, and so she, she heads this up, and it's about business people that come together and through all of our different campuses and even people outside of our campuses. And, and we get to hear different entrepreneurs talk about what God is doing through their business. And, and we, we help people to partner with different organizations, you know, like Give Clean Water and other ones. Uh, and so this is Carrie Kaufman. She heads that up. And this is just a real short tidbit about her, her story. That didn't work so well. Hi, my name is Carrie Kaufman. Oh. Hi, my name is Carrie Kaufman, and I was actually taught by my parents to tithe from a very young age. Uh, when I was five years old was the first time I remember I got some money for my birthday, and my parents taught me about tithing. So it's been a theme of my life. It's something that, that I've just always been taught to do, and, and my parents did a great job at also reinforcing it. Every promotion, every raise I'd get, every time I got unmerited favor, that it was a reminder that God was honoring my faithfulness by putting him first in my life and in my finances. Now, my husband was raised very differently, uh, not as a believer, so tithing was new to him as an adult. And logically, he understood it. He knew why it was important to give. But when we came to New Break, and he could actually see it in action and knew what the impact was making, that when we give to tithes or we give to kingdom builders, that we know exactly what God's doing with that and how he's multiplying our first fruits. And it just took hold. It, it really took hold in both of us. And now we set goals for how much money we want to be able to, to give away every year. And when we get that year in statement, it's exciting because we know that God has used us uh, to make an impact for the kingdom. And that's why we give. So that, that's, that's her story. And a lot of you, that is your story as well. And you just learned at some point this, what a blessing that can be. So I'm just going to break this down real practical as we, as we close out here. First of all, she, the scripture talked about returning the tithe. That's what she talked about. You say, what is a tithe if you're new to the church? That's just 10%. And, and the way that it works, and, and maybe you've never thought about it this way. It's like God is saying, look it, you wouldn't have anything without me. 
but here's what I'm going to do. Just, just take cut 10% right off the top. That's your first fruits. And, and you just give it back to me, and then I will give back to you. And I, by the way, because out of your faithfulness, I'll bless you a whole lot. And not just financially, but I'll bless your health, I'll bless your families, I'll bless your relationships, on and on and on. So that's, that's, that's and so it's, some, it's a journey. My wife and I learned to do that when we were kids, and so we, we done, have done that. And then my wife and I, because we just have stretched, you know, the whole yoga kind of thing, but stretching our generosity, we've just learned to give above and beyond. And it's such a blessing because we see where it's going. And, and it just has blessed our life. So, and then giving, for some of you, God has so extravagantly blessed you. And I know people that go to this church who are amazingly blessed. And he said, look, if I extravagantly bless you, why don't you extravagantly bless others? Bless these different missions organizations. Bless kingdom builders. Um, but but just, just do it. Just, just bless. Um, in your seat, grab this if you would really quickly, and, and then we're going to hear just for a moment real quickly on video um, our executive pastor, Michael um, Robert Walks. And so you'll notice on here it says Miracle Offering Pledge. We've been talking about this for two or three weeks, so I just wanted to give you a heads up and prepare you for it and so that you weren't caught unaware. Um, and there's different categories. They, we just kind of randomly prayed about that, and we thought, well, maybe this is something you can do. And this is not a, like, if you wanted to give something today, that'd be great, but you can simply pledge. So let me give you an update kind of where we are. Um, I think this last, as of last week, between all of our campuses, we've, give, we've given $365,000 to Kingdom Builders, which is awesome, right? That's a lot of money. Yeah, you should clap. Now, that's the good news. Now, here's, here's the bad news, okay? Last year at the same time, we had given $100,000 more. Now, the reason that's bad news is we are committed to supporting all these organizations and many more that I didn't show. And so we're, we're a little bit behind, and we do not want to say to any one of the people that we support, whether it's one of our missionaries or, or, or um, human trafficking ministries, you know, where we're trying to help these girls out of that kind of slavery. We don't want to say to any of them, I'm sorry, we don't have the money, so we're trying to, to raise the money up to be able to help all of these, okay? So on there, just, just take a peek at it. One's against 100, 250, 500, whatever you can do. If you can do less than that, fine, whatever. It's, 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 a, it's a God thing. It's a heart thing. It's between you and God. But I just want to encourage you to, to stretch a little bit today, financially, to stretch a little bit in terms of generosity and just see what God will do. We're going to hear from Robert. Check, check this out, and we'll, we're done. Hi, everybody. My name's Robert Walks, and as the executive pastor of Newbreak Church, I get to see firsthand all of the life change that happens at our Newbreak campuses. Now, first off, I want to say thank you for all of your prayers and generosity this year. It has been an amazing year of God working some powerful miracles in the lives of so many of you that call Newbreak home. Secondly, we've seen over 100 baptisms this year. We have fed over 40 